Spooktober, a month of horror and ghastly tales to chill you to the bone. Join us tonight in the crypt as we explore Robert the Doll. But dolls, what do you know about dolls? <sighs> uh... <laughs> I can't. I can't ask that with a straight face. What do you know about dolls, Dana? Everything. <laughs> uh, what do I know about dolls? That sounds pretty open-ended. What do I know about what? What, what is a doll? Like That's like saying, like, what do you know for sure? Well, <laughs> What do you know for sure? <sighs> nothing. You know what I know for sure? Dolls are creepy as shit. They're like little mannequin people. They are, aren't they? Why little mannequin people like like frozen people? Like little expressionless Well actually they could probably have expressions, but they're like little imitations of life and what we think we should look like. Right. It's like you know how Frankenstein made his monster in the image and likeness of what himself he, what he thought what, humans. Oh, himself. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a good looking dude. What he thought he should what he thought humans would look like. <laughs> that's what dolls are is they are like our frankenstein creation of what we think life represents that that got a little deep let's take it let's take it back no few. no i want to keep getting deeper well <laughs> let's not go deeper into dolls <laughs> so uh dolls their primary function i would say is just for little kids to play with right and adults too no, to no. <laughs> little kids, they get dolls and and their babies or full-grown men and women, little tiny ones. Yeah, it's like you're teaching kids how to take care of babies at a young age. So when they're by the time they're an adult, they could, they've had some experience rearing a child. Yeah. Some of those changing diapers and <laughs> calling it names and it's time for supper and you know like fake feeding them at the dinner table. Yeah. It's weird shit. They're not always innocent, though, these dolls. No. Most of them. I guess I'd say 99.9% of them. Are what? Evil. Whoa. We just heard something. As soon as I said the word evil, something hit the house. I'm going to lock the door. Okay. No, you just unlocked it. What? The fuck? Oh, <laughs> the no. fuck? I just God. locked it. and then You just... <laughs> you got, you're creeping me out, man. It Okay, that so, probably wasn't a doll, but... Like, you think 99% of dolls are evil? 99.9. King FM. <laughs> uh, I, I never liked dolls when I was a kid. Like, the eyes kind of follow you around. And they just seem like they can move around if they wanted to. But they kind of just pretend to be stupid and dumb and not, <laughs> not do shit while you're around until you turn your back. As soon as you turn your back, they're flipping you off. <laughs> well, I can't say I agree with the 99.9%, but... 100%? The doll we're talking about today is 
certifiably evil. Certified by the devil. It's got devil stamp on its butt. <laughs> That's the only place the devil stamps people is their butt. A little stamp tramp. <laughs> tramp stamp? Yeah. <laughs> it's by the devil. <laughs> That's like something a grandma would say. It's stamped by the devil on a booty. Stay away oh, from loady. her. Loady, loady, loady. Stay away from her. Um, what was his name, this doll? Robert. Robert the doll. One of the, the, the most haunted doll, I would say, in history. At that, least American history. He's the most haunted doll here. Like, who, have you heard of another doll? I, I just don't know how he got that. Is there like a haunted dolls contest? And the judges like look at him and like, yeah. He moved. Yeah, he, he flipped me off. Yeah. The little fucker. The little fucker. I'm gonna give him a, a nine. Mm-hmm. You know, and they put up their little sign, make a log in their book. Wow. <laughs> three three times in a row, Robert mm-hmm. has taken the lead. Because this doll is 117 years old. Actually, yeah. he's probably older now. So, when he was born, he was born in 1904, <laughs> this doll? By the Stephen Company. <laughs> Stephen? It's Stife. Stife? Yeah. Just sounds like a disease. Well, the creator of it uh, suffered from polio at the age of eighteen. Oh, that's fucked up. Actually, I take it back. Mar- Margaret <laughs> Stife. Uh, she created the company, and uh, in like eighteen eighty. So this is super okay. old. And shit. just to be clear, this company made Robert the doll because they are a doll making company. Not exactly. I mean. They make all kinds of shit now, but they weren't they weren't exactly doll makers. They didn't always make possessed little creepy doodads. No. What did they use what did they make now? <laughs> what did they make now? They made they they were the first factory to make teddy bears, actually. What? They made like shit for Disney. They had a contract with Disney. They'd make Disney characters. This company blew up. Man. They're still around today and their teddy bears and their stuff is handmade, not by machines. Mm-hmm. And so they need like excellent craftsmen to do. Yeah, because you know those little six year old kids give a shit how good the stitching is oh, on their teddy bears. Kids man. ain't kids ain't getting these, man. What? Who's getting teddy bears? Paris Hilton, if not kids. Paris man. Hilton, man. What? They sell some of these teddy bears for millions of dollars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, millions let's, of dollars. Let's bring it back. Dollars. This company made Robert the doll in 1904, you say? That's at least when he got it. Who's he? <laughs> Robert. Robert got Robert? Robert. I think you need no, Robert, to go back in time. Robert the man got Robert the doll. Robert the boy got Robert the doll. He named the doll after himself? He did. <laughs> but I thought Robert's grandfather bought the doll in Germany in 1904 and gave it to his grandson robert or robert eugene otto was that his name yes that's one side of the story but there's also a lot of stories that say that (laughs) a lot of historical websites that say that robert the doll was given by a servant what did they call her again well apparently just go back a little bit. This family had a big house, and they had servants working for them, maids. Because they... this, okay, this was in Florida, 
right? Flowrider. This is where Robert, and let's be clear here. Robert, <laughs> the little kid who owned the doll, let's call him Eugene because he went by Eugene. Not Eugene, Oregon. Eugene got the doll. Uh, no, or, he, sorry. Let Gene. Me, let me, so, oh, Gene? He goes by Gene. Okay. Gene, whatever the, whatever the hell his name is. Gene belonged to a family that lived of racist. in Florida that was like a prominent family back in the day. Yeah. And they did have some slaves and they lived in Key West, right? I don't know. Yes, they did. And I don't know if they were straight up slaves, but they definitely had servants and maids in there. And by reports, they treated them badly. And this one particular maid had enough. And supposedly she was into voodoo and sort of hexed this doll and gave it to the boy as a gift on the, her last day. I don't know, man. That sounds a little far-fetched. It does, but it doesn't. Even in a possessed doll story. Because... This lady was Jamaican. How did... So? That doesn't mean that she knows voodoo and she possessed the doll, Dana. Come on. Yaman. So you think, or the people say that... The people. Those people say that she might have given him the doll as repayment for their evil deeds. Yeah, it was, her, it was her parting gift, in quotation marks, to like, the here's boy. Here's a fucking possessed doll, you dickhead. Curse is supposed to curse everybody around him except Robert, which is weird. Hmm. So I like the idea of the grandpa buying it for him, too. I like that story. Because it's, it's plausible. Because <laughs> it's kind of like Willy Wonka or something. Let's give a description of this doll in case, because... A lot of people might have heard of Robert the Doll, but I bet you a lot of people don't know what Robert the Doll looks like. So, it is a small boy in a sailor suit with a careworn face. Kind of looks like a potato, to be honest. Wow. He has a tiny nose. He has beady black eyes, a malevolent smirk, and he holds a blonde stuffed animal dog. Uh, It kind of looks like a monkey, actually. You can call it a dog. It looks like it was made by, like, Jigsaw. It's disturbing to look at. His face, his little beady black eyes, and... His little stuffed pet's almost scarier than him. <laughs> looks, looks like a rabbit. Hot twist. It wasn't Robert. It was his little dog. <laughs> it was Robert's, like, pet stuffed doll. Pet stuffed doggy. Robert's Robert's doll. Dog. Doll dog. <laughs> Jesus. So confusing. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. It was given to young... Gene as a birthday gift. Hmm. And from an early point, he became really attached to it. He often referred to the doll as, as his bro. I was going to say Robert. Oh. <laughs> as himself. Can you, sometimes he called him Brosif. <laughs> bro, bro, ho. Bro, bro. Ho. <laughs> sometimes call him bra. You know. Yeah, they were homies. They were. And I think they were about the same height at the time. Because fucking Robert the Doll is 40 inches oh, tall. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Did you know that? That's like three feet. Yeah, like over three feet. Yeah. This kid took, as soon as he got the doll, he, he took him everywhere he went. To the bathroom, to sleep, to the grocery store. It's kind of sad because it was like Edward Scissorhands. This doll was his only friend. Man. And he talked to it all the time. And that God. <laughs> that is sad. He almost gave it life. Uh, like he... Uh, what if the doll, what if he made the doll possessed? Yeah. Because like, he was so lonely, he talked this doll into life. Like Same thing happened with Pinocchio. It's a little different. I'm a real boy. 
Geppetto, I don't know. A little boy made of wood. I don't know, man. Geppetto's motives are questionable. No, I mean, not him. His dad made him. I know. For no. what? <laughs> no, because, I don't know. That's the claymation one. But So what we learn from this is that people who feel bad or are lonely in life usually end up with the doll. Geppetto was lonely. He lost his wife, so he made himself a wooden doll. Wait, was Geppetto the circus guy? or the... He was the maker, the shoemaker. He was the dad? The wooden the toy boy. <laughs> the boy toy? <laughs> wooden toy boy. Boy toy. So, so you said that weird things started to happen. What sort of things happened when Robert the doll, or when, yeah, Robert the doll came home with Gene? <laughs> it was harmless at first. The parents thought it was, thought it was cute. <laughs> Like, oh, he's got a little friend. And then they started here. They would hear giggling and they would hear, I mean, which is hard to distinguish between their son, but they would hear him talking to something in his room. What? And they, I mean, they thought that was kind of fine too. Kids do that. But then they would hear a voice talk back that was deeper. Fuck, man. I just got chills. And it would be like, God damn. it would talk back in a vo- deep voice. And then they would go in there. And it would just be him, and they'd ask him what he was doing, just talking with Robert. I'm just a little kid like you, Gene. I'm a little boy, too. <laughs> Man, that's terrifying. I think I would... Gene, I think you should fucking kill your parents. <laughs> Gene, I think you should get me, like, some pizza or something. Dude, that's... Some takeout would be that's nice. That's so scary, though. Give like, me a six-pack. I don't even know what I would do. I think I'd, I'd get rid of my son and the doll. I'd just send them both away, man. That's whoa, scary. whoa. I don't know if you should have kids, man. <laughs> I'm joking, man. But come on. Are you're you... in, hearing a deep voice like that. Well, maybe your son's gone through puberty. <laughs> He's like, he can do both voices. Kind of like the Conjuring girls, you know? This girl and the Conjuring was able to make a super deep voice register. Because her... she was possessed. That doesn't exactly help. Right. But what if this boy was so, so broken by his loneliness that he would talk back to himself in a deep voice. Yeah. Do you think that's possible? It is. There's more things that happen, which kind of lead you to believe that Robert actually was possessed. Well, yeah, which wasn't just voices. Those noises and stuff came when no one was home too. Well, they'd hear giggling and conversation when no one was supposed to be around. Like maybe Robert was gone. Yeah. People saw glimpses of Robert, the doll, like running up the stairs. What? Yeah. There was, uh, what was it? Like, something happened to Robert between the two, Ro- between Ro- between Gene and Robert. God damn. Something happened between them? Like a fight. Um, what? They found Robert in his bed, in, or in the corner, like, like basically. Wait, are you talking about Gene or Robert? Talking about their son, their boy. Gene. Yeah. Gene. They found Gene. Uh, in his bed, like screaming and crying, and they busted in the door, and all his furniture was overturned and like broken, and oh, fuck. and the doll was just sitting at the edge of his bed, staring at him, and he said that Robert did it. He did the whole mess, and the, but they thought his son, they they blamed it on the son. I think that, Robert. I think you tore apart your room, <laughs> and then you made it look like the doll did. Yeah, you like, just want attention, Robert. Either, or I mean, this Gene. doll is incredibly <laughs> evil. I'm not gonna get it. Right. Or this this kid has some serious fucking yeah. issues. Like he's got serious acting he skills needs too. Help. <laughs> so once the parents saw that like altercation in the room, they were done with 
Robert the doll. It was an altercation in here. Yeah. One doll, one boy. Looks <laughs> like uh, some overturned furniture. God. Gonna have just, to take one of them in. This sounds really weird out, out of context. The, take the doll. <laughs> overturned furniture. Like, what the fuck is going on in this boy's room? So they find that mess in there. <laughs> And they lock the doll up in the attic because they're like, okay, this doll's not good for you anymore. It's giving you nightmares. It's scaring the shit out of you. And us. We're, we're locking Robert away. And after they did that, they would hear giggling upstairs in the attic. They heard <laughs> shuffling around, walking around. My God. And they just tried to ignore it. That's how you deal with all problems. You ignore it. You ignore it. I think. Uh, but he... Robert, or sorry, goddamn, I did it. Gene, you the, did it. The real boy, he I'm a real boy. he had a close bond with the doll as he got older too. So they eventually took it down from the attic, and they had a reunion. Well, see, it it's fucked up because Gene moved away from the house, but Robert stayed there. I think in the attic, just bidding his time, and then. After after Gene went to school and stuff, which he became actually a somewhat successful artist, he did some really cool paintings, you can look him up. He came back home after his parents died and moved in there with his wife. To the same house. To the same house where Robert, or where Robert the doll is. like, you've come home to me. Yeah, welcome home, boy. <laughs> I think the wife was, uh, didn't like the, the setup. Why does Robert have to be in the bed with us every night? Why does he have to sit in the chair while we make love and watch us? He likes it, sweetie. It's what Robert wants. Yeah, it was his idea. He wants to watch you. <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. That is weird. Poor lady. I got to say something about this, though, which is that you can't approach this topic without talking about the V word. What is that? It is voodoo. And you see, in Florida, the practice of voodoo can be traced back to the migrations of people from the Caribbean and West Africa. And while it's often associated with New Orleans and Louisiana, it has also found a place in the culture and history of Florida. So, this place that Robert comes from, or not Robert, but Gene... <laughs> This place that they lived and Robert is actually one of the hotbeds of voodoo culture or er, traditions, I would say. <laughs> and the specific practices Hobbit. themselves are kind of interesting. They included herbs and rituals for healing, divination, communion with spirits and ancestors, Pops. and perhaps more nefarious purposes. You see, another tradition of voodoo includes dolls, hoodoo dolls. <laughs> I just think of uh, David Bowie in the labyrinth. You remind me of the babe. What babe? Babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. What? Remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that movie though, those little goblins are kind of like dolls. Because people are working them, you know, working the puppets. Working the dolls. that's really what a puppet is. It's just a doll that's worked by someone, right? <laughs> I'm are you making... I'm going to change the way like, I'm saying wait. that. <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about a metaphor. No. Or something else. I mean, someone shoving their hand up its butt <laughs> and working it like a puppet. That's how that's... puppets work. Yikes. 
Yeah, and those, getting a little deep. <laughs> those puppets in the movie, they steal the girl's baby brother in the night. And dolls have always creeped me out. Ever, ever since our sister had a huge collection of glass dolls. She had dolls. <laughs> you got rats. She had dolls lining the walls in her bedroom. Wow. That's they were poetic. They were glass. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think I saw one move while I was staring at it, but there were times where... It would be in one spot, and you'd come back, and it would be completely different. It wouldn't be, like, a few inches further. It would be, like, on the different part of the room. I don't know, man. I think your six-year-old brain was hyped up on Mountain Dew, and you were seeing shit It was like a that ten- ain't there. It was like a 10-year-old brain, man. <laughs> well. What do you say about that? Underdeveloped? Huh? Maybe. <laughs> well, fuck you. But. No, we would do this. I, let me say this, though. Yeah, I'll let you say The it. dolls creeped me out because their eyes looked very human-like. And the porcelain they, skin. They had this glisten. They had this hair that was very like human looking. And they'd wear these like wedding dresses. But I never saw them move or anything like that. They just Even. creeped me out because their eyes looked human. Hmm. It was their their porcelain skin too. They just looked too lifelike. You know, you look at their face and it's like... Like corpses. Yeah. (laughs) So there was another doll that I remember that was like three feet tall. It was wild. It was taller than me at the time. I was like, hey, bitch. (laughs) Hey, bitch. (laughs) You're taller than me. Sizing you up. Yeah. Yeah. A little intimidating. It it even scared our dad, I think. Well, it's because we hid it. We hid this three and a half foot doll in a laundry closet and we put it in there leaning up against the door, face first. And he would get up at like 3 a.m. to and go do to work. laundry? Yeah. Jesus. Well, what we, the hell, Dad? No, I think he was... <laughs> we knew his laundry was in there. He had to get it in the morning. Okay. And we fucking rigged it. To, <laughs> and like at 3 a.m. you got this person flying at you through the through the closet as you open it. three foot tall doll and falling on you. I think we heard him like kind of like half shriek, half yell. That early in the morning. <laughs> and then he like, he put his big boy pants on and sucked it up. Yeah, I bet you. He probably he, had to grab some new underwear out of that laundry. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I think, I bet you he really wanted to tear that doll to pieces, though. But someone beat him to it. <laughs> That's right. We, we got a job. Yeah. Dana was like a mafia we got a leader. Out. Yeah. He woke me up. He's like, I got another job for you, Terry. And you're like, what we do? <laughs> yeah. And I put a hammer in your hand. Yeah. And I was Dana, like, Dana literally woke me up at like the middle of the night. And I was, I was maybe like four or five at the time. I didn't know what was going on, but he's like, follow me. It's like, can you, can you hold a hammer? <laughs> can you wield a hammer? Can you fight my good sir? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, brother. I need one strong man <laughs> yeah. to help me defeat this <laughs> and you're the ogre only, of a doll. You're the only man, even though you're four years old. So grab this hammer and follow me. I just we, wa- <laughs> we about to break some legs. I don't know if it was because I was scared, too scared to do it by myself, like scared of the dolls, or if I just needed an accomplice to put help put some of the blame <laughs> on. Yeah, maybe. Like, Mayan made me do it. He yeah. made me do it. So what did we do after we got up and went to the doll's room 
We'll see. There's actually, yeah, we'll finish this big doll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't say it like that. What did we do to the doll with the hammers, David? <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. But, uh, no, I think we, we grabbed the hammer and we, <laughs> we, we put it. a bunch of nails in it. We nailed that doll, son. Because we, no. What we did, we took this three-foot doll to the dumpster in the apartment complex at like two in the morning. Damn, dude, this was like a heist. We, yeah, because this doll, its eyes would only open if it was standing up. If it laid down, its eyes would close. And I felt like it was just a matter of time till I saw this bitch start walking around the rooms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't have that. So I hired my boy here (laughs) at like two in the morning. Sadie was asleep. Mom was asleep. Dad was asleep. We snuck, we, we snuck it out of the apartment and took it to the nearby dumpster. We're like fucking hitmen. We did. We did. Uh, so the first, this big doll we're talking about, we just, I'm pretty sure we just chucked it in the dumpster and closed the hatch and, and pr- tried to pretend we didn't know what happened to the doll. When our sister is like, where's my doll? Yeah. We, we just pretended like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what doll? Yeah. I didn't know you had a three foot doll, tall, shady. <laughs> doll, tall, shady. Meanwhile, I'm hiding the doll, hammer tall. behind my back. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so. So that was our first hit. Then yeah. we got well, some confidence. Well, that might have been our third hit. By that we, time, we had some experience under We were some regular doll killers. We were like Pulp Fiction. I was Samuel Jackson, and mine was John Travolta. <laughs> I gotta be John Travolta, yeah. man. God damn it. Because no one wants to be John Travolta. There's another doll, though, in Oregon that was haunted before all of this. This is like a prequel. <laughs> so this doll, also in an apartment complex, was a twist-up. It was a little raggedy doll, too. Like, maybe 12 inches tall, 6 inches tall. Not that tall. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look that creepy. But if you twist it up, it would play music. And we had it in the hallway closet. And it was our cousin's gifted to us because she didn't want it anymore. Because what would it do? Wind up by itself? It would play music at the dead of night. What kind of music? Can I don't know. You, can was, you like do like a little hum like <laughs> that sounded like a mogwai from gremlins <laughs> i think that's our problem it maybe was, we fed it after midnight dana no it played like little girly lullaby music but it would just randomly start up in the middle of the night and i would like wake up to it and i'd be the only one awake See and it's the, lights and it'd be no, walking it didn't have you lights at all stop and just be all silent no, it would just play the music in the closet, and I'd wake up to it in the middle of the night, and it wouldn't wake up anybody else, really, and I'd just have to hear it playing it in the in the closet at, like, two in the morning, and then I fucking n- nailed that doll. Why did you always have hammers and nails available, Dana? Were you fucking Bob the Builder when like you were a, six? I was a carpenter by the time I was five. I was building shit. call you Da Vinci. I built this house from the ground up with my diaper it's on. It's all nail dolls. That's what the house is. I built that house with a full diaper on. You're like a killer in training. So you, you took out that doll? 
Yeah, and I actually think you were there to help me a little bit as like a one year or two year old. As the apprentice. Like you were like Stewie from Family Guy, like watching me on all fours, like <laughs> take out this doll, like in cold blood, just beating it in the hall. I like to think you're like uh, Palpatine and I'm like Anakin and you're like, do it. <laughs> yeah. I get it all ready and prepared for you and then I put the hammer in your hand and I do it. <laughs> this is initiation. So yeah. If you can't do it, you're not part of the brotherhood. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to the the thread that I was going with though a while back. People probably don't even like remember. Like an hour ago. Voodoo dolls may be used as part of sympathetic magic. It's where a doll or object is created to represent a specific individual. The doll might be dressed in clothes that belong to the person. Robert the doll was dressed in the same sailor outfit that Eugene wore. It's speculated. I have it on good authority from one website that it's that's the case. speculated that Gene put his sailor outfit on Robert. Either way, even if Robert put it on the doll, or even if Gene put it on the doll himself, the fact that the doll was wearing his clothes and that its name was Robert, it seems like they could have accidentally made a voodoo doll themselves if it wasn't already. That's kind of what I know. It's the same idea that this boy was so lonely, he created a living thing. You might it be right. It sounds ritualistic, like you're saying, like he put his clothes on it, he gave it a name, he had it partake in activities that he was doing he treated it like a real person and it came alive it's just weird because he still had an attachment to it in adulthood after he was fucking married like come on man like grow out of your little boy pants how do you know like what sort of things would he do besides leave it in the rooms with him and well at first after they moved back into his parents house after they died the doll was still there and I think he had it in the house originally, and then it was up to like some mischief. So he put it in the attic. He locked it in the attic at his wife's request. She didn't like it in the house. She's like, okay, wife's wearing the pants. And kids would see, but the thing is that people would see Robert the doll in the top bedroom window looking down at the street as they passed by. They would tell Gene about that. Like, hey, your doll's in the window. And it looked like it walked away and then it came back. It would see it. They would see the doll appear and then disappear. And he's like, there's no fucking way. Because I, I have the doll locked in the attic. And he went and checked and it wasn't up there. And he went to the top bedroom and it was there sitting on the windowsill. And so he's, he decided to make, to keep this doll in that room where he does his paintings and art. And he would basically spend all day with Robert. He's the common thread in all of this, man. I think I think what happened was, I think Gene thought he was the doll. Kind of like Bates, Norman Bates, thought he was his mom. What if Robert thought he was the doll and, like, moved it around? You mean Gene thought he was the doll? And then, like, either forgot about it or, you know, like, one of his personalities was the doll. Like, it was one long play. I know it's a reach, but, it but if you think about it, like, from his early childhood... Up until his death, 1974, the doll has been known for some weird stuff. And Robert, or sorry, Gene, is the common thread throughout all of that. Once the doll went to the museum, I don't know. If... No, no, stuff has picked up. Oh, it has? Yeah. Okay, That's, never mind. That stuff wreaks it's havoc everywhere. fucking haunted. Everywhere it goes. But 
it is interesting that the doll was sentenced to the attic and then it became part of his study. It became part of his, because he worked from home as an artist and he would spend like eight hours a day in this room with, with fucking Robert. Well, his wife, he saw Robert more than his wife, probably talking to the doll as like a 50, 60 year old man, which is really creepy to think about. And there were reports that Gene abused his wife physically, and he was confronted about it by, by I think, some of his close friends. And he said Robert did it. <laughs> Robert punched Just it. like he pooped my bed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, broke all my furniture. This man. And peed on the cat. <laughs> There's some, he's got some bad genes or something. Something's not wired right upstairs. Yeah, But you're right that there is a dark cloud surrounding Robert the doll because according to the local folklore, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, what? job loss, divorce, and tons of other misfortunes. And museum visitors, because it's in a museum now, supposedly people experience post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. Right. Because of this, visitors to the museum are advised to be respectful and to ask Robert's permission before taking his picture. And I feel uh, somehow cursed just by looking at pictures of him on Google. And I feel like I should send him a written apology. Is it because he ugly? <laughs> he looks like he a little potato? Ugly as fuck. Looks like a little unbaked potato, man. A little baked potato boy. <laughs> you know that he gets letters daily, letters of apology to yeah. the museum? Yeah. That's wild that people are like, I'm never going to apologize to Robert, man. No, fuck Robert. He can break my legs and I'll still don't be say, like, <laughs> Don't say that. Take that back. Take that back. Dude, if I end up in a wheelchair, I'm still not going to fucking write a letter to a doll. Like, come <laughs> on, people. Have a backbone. Yeah, man. That's all I got about dolls. I feel like I've gotten enough doll talk for a long time now. They're creepy. They're fake. And they look evil. And sound evil, but they ain't nothing. Yeah, maybe they bring kids joy. They but... got nothing on you. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's enough doll talk for me. What about you, man? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done talking about dolls, man. Let's let's close the book on it Hopefully then. Hopefully I don't have to nail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I really hope so too. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Best Worst Case Scenario Podcast. BWCS. I'm your host, Mayan. I'm your host, Dana. And it has been a dark and wild ride this time. It has. If you guys know of any topics that creep you out particularly. That creep you the fuck out. Or. Or your own true stories. Yeah. Or true stories. Let us know in the comments. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Follow. Follow us. Thank you guys for joining us on this spooktober run of episodes. It has been hard getting all of them out. So many all-nighters, I can't even count. So we do it for you. We love you. Happy Halloween. Good night.